you something man when i hear that intro pipe off and i start hearing that jingle in my head and i know i get to sit across you and i think about you in front of that microphone and i see you going big <laughs> i get all fired up brother i don't know do you feel the same way when you look at my ugly mug in the morning like this that's what i was telling the wizard man i go he wanted to do something before you got here i'm like this way for rut here because whatever that energy you have in there <laughs> And I don't feel good, right? I mean, <laughs> you got a little, you're a little right, stuffy. A little stuffed up, man. And, but once you get fired up, and I, I just roll. That, that's I, that's how I roll, man. <laughs> once the boys get fired up, it doesn't matter what we're doing, how I feel. I'm ready to roll. It's on. It's on. Yeah. Well, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wait us ready. We welcome you to the greatest show on earth, man. Welcome to the Team Never Quit podcast. This is the greatest podcast that you'll ever listen to for a couple reasons, man. It's one because when you come on here, you're going to get a heavy dose of positivity, a heavy dose of high energy, a heavy dose of authentic stories that hopefully are, you know, are going to ignite you into becoming the legend that's inside you, right? Because our mission here, right, is to, is to bring on the greatest guests from all around the world, all different ta- walks of life to share with us their greatest never quit stories. And Marcus, we've heard some doozies, haven't we? Oh man. Uh- Incredible. From the most incredible people on the planet in their field and out of their field. Just And that's what I love. I love the potential when we get people on and we're totally like shocked when somebody tells us a story that we totally didn't expect, right? It hit it takes we look at each and other. That's how right? you know it's catch yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it's catching on what they're when they just break that down and that's when you sit back in your chair, push the microphone back and be like, All right, let them roll. <laughs> totally. And, and your mouth I mean, I sit here, I've caught several times have my mouth open, catching flies going. I did not expect to hear that. Right? Man. Nope, nope, that didn't happen like that. No way. It, it but didn't. you know it did, man, because when you hear them in their voice, like, yeah, it's how it goes down. I'm like, all right, man. All right, cool. And, and I'll tell you what, we got a doozy coming on today for sure. The, the guy we coming on, and I'll introduce him here in a second, is, is perhaps, he, I mean, he is a, he is at the top of his field, the apex of his field. And I just feel so blessed that he's coming on. But before we get there, if you're a first time listener, let me just explain what the TNQ podcast is all about. All right. 
Marcus and I got together here with the wizard over in, uh, behind the magic curtain over there, and we figured, man, we got to bring a, a show to people that's going to change lives. And that is our number one focus, our number one mission. And the way we do that, like I said, is we first bring you on and you're going to hear an awesome story about it in history, either about a person that had an impact, a never quit story, an event in history that'll, that if you really dig into it, you're going to pull a lot out of it. And we got one of those for you to, then we get in, we bring our guests on, we give them a mad minute and you'll hear that. And that's always hilarious. And then we listen to these incredible stories that, man, I, Marcus, again, man, I, some of the things that we've heard, I mean, if, if those stories don't change lives, I don't know what will. No. Oh, I mean, that's the great part about it is each story is unique to that person and how, and how great they are and whatever it is they were trying to do. But what got them there is the same as everybody else. Right. I mean, it's, 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 same problem. If that's the one thing we point out here is that is, is the line going through there. It's not this special degree or the amount of money or where you're from or anything like that. It's that basic just, you know, belief in yourself and, and, and the love for your friends and people around you. I mean, that's it. And I mean, and then that's what we're trying to prove to all you that are listening. You know, this is not rocket medicine. You don't have to be a jet fuel specialist or whatever it is. All you got to do is dig down deep in your heart and, and figure out the, these core concepts that give you that never quit mindset. All right. So, you know, let's jump into this thing. Let's, let's get this thing rolling. And, 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 you know, before I do that though, if you want to know more about us, please go visit the website at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast, or you can simply uh, type in tnqpodcast.com. That'll pull it up. You know, you can find the podcast on iTunes, right? Simply download us, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on, on our website. You can go to SoundCloud, Stitcher. Man, you can find us all over social media. We'd love to have you become a part of the team. All right. And, and, and one of the things that we really strive for is if, if you, if you listen to what, if you hear, like what you hear and you dig it, then please go to the website and share your greatest never quit story with us. Right. Share your greatest, uh, or if you have a friend or family member, go ahead, write in or upload a video telling that greatness never quit story and and if they're awesome if they're amazing then marcus and i will will read them on the air for you and if they really blow us away marcus, yeah, you're coming here you're coming right. you're getting on the show with us you're going to deliver that never quit to the millions of people out there paying attention. Look in your eyes and watch you tell it Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's going to be awesome, man. So, uh, and, and, you know, we're sponsored here by the team never quit. Right. And this is the organization that Marcus had a dream for a long time ago to bring together great people to do great things, to make an impact in this life. If you want to check us out again, go to the store. We've got ammunition. We've got great merchandise. We've got a bunch of amazing speakers. If your organization is looking for a motivational speaker, an emotional speaker, uh, an inspirational speaker, Speaker, check them out there. Hire one of our incredible group, and and I'm telling you what, your team will never be the same. All right, Marcus, let's get into this historical story. All right, so based uh, in similarity to the guests we got coming on, what the wizard went out and did is is found somebody that was at the apex of their profession. And so today's today's person we're going to talk about is a guy named James Edward Corbett or Jim Corbett. Now this guy was a British Indian hunter, right, that, that lived in India. And, and he had gone into the, uh, the British Indian Army, worked up the way, uh, his, the rank of, of, of uh, colonel, 
And he was in the United Provinces uh, or the states of Uttar Pradesh. I, I never get those Indian names. I don't even hey, try know, to say that. <laughs> I can't even believe you tried to say that. Just say <laughs> India. <laughs> what? what was that about? I, you know what? You, you woke up smart this morning, didn't you? I, I like to think I did, but you know it's not true. It's just an act. <laughs> All right. So what the, what's so cool about this guy is that At a certain point, he began to realize that there was an epidemic in India at this time, right? And this, he lived from uh, July 1875 to April 1955. But he went over there, he realized that there was a huge problem, Marcus. And you know what that problem was, dude? Daggers. Daggers. (laughs) (laughs) There were tigers. Tigers. There were a lot of tigers and that they were eating people. (laughs) I mean, if you talk about a country and they and the, what you hear about is, is their moment most majestic animal is it's a, a man eater a problem <laughs> it's greatest threat <laughs> it's not a problem really yeah. i mean it's the, his place right yeah. so, it's, it's his environment that's it's, it's not his problem it's it, our problem uh, right he's right. eating our ass not, <laughs> not the other way around and what i and just to give you an example of how big that problem is and and th- you can imagine now we gotta think about records in the early 1800s and india and all that stuff but let me just throw this number at you, all right? From 1800 to 2009, India has, are you ready for this? You ready for this? Yeah. 373,000 tiger deaths recorded. <laughs> that's mean, amazing. That, that's significant, dude. How many people? How many dumb we- that redneck that down for you? How, how, <laughs> many, how many people, Wizard, have we lost in the wars? I mean, it's up around like four or five hundred thousand. Right, I mean, a lot. Six hundred, six hundred for the country, right? For the country, for, for since country. the beginning, yeah, right. yeah. So, rally up all our boys to go into a fight and, since then, and that many has been eaten by tigers. <laughs> hey, do you know? I like you go into combat or over somewhere knowing your ass can get eaten by a tiger. I mean, my biggest thing was getting eaten by a shark. <laughs> I just did not like the idea of getting eaten, right? You did, yeah. But there's, there's not that many disturbing about that. staggering shark-eating deaths, right? <laughs> it's not in the 400,000s, I'm, I'm probably no, sure. You're, you're right there. We, probably, yeah, that, we have not people. had that problem. All right, so I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, great. I, I love tigers. It's my favorite animal. In fact, you know, wizard's favorite animal is tigers and yep. owls, and I'm not, I don't understand that. But you got to hear us out on this, all right? Because this guy was squared away. Because he saw this problem and he went in there and he becomes this hunter of, of man-eating tigers and leopards. And he was in uh, Kumo, Kumoan, Kumoan uh, the, that region, and he went out there and he tracked these things down. I mean, there was one tiger, right, that allegedly uh, the killed the, the Chippewa tiger, right, that was responsible for 436 deaths, Marcus. Now, I don't know about you, but like, I don't want to go in anything. <laughs> That's, busy. That's I mean, a lot, man. I, uh, you got to think of So he's hunting for sport. That's sport killing, right? I, I don't know. I mean, man. tigers I, are big, though. Technically, you could they're, actually. They're the biggest, right? Tigers are the biggest. They're the huge. Big, right, right. But what's your thing? I mean, it technically, he's protecting the folks of that region. I mean, it's not like he's like, oh, right, sure. This is going to be a hoo ya fun. I got to just go right. put a pelt on my wall. Look at these dumbass humans done moved into my backyard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting some. He's right? like, I'm gonna get some food right. that's easy. So the tigers are doing. I'm it. bored. I'm just hanging out here. I'm gonna go kill a human. So, so I think that what Jim realizes, man. I mean, obviously, once they heard he was proficient at this, how good of a hunter was, they came to him and said, "Please, 
come after us, right? Now, a lot of the wizard just let us know that a lot of tigers out there, you know, what they would do if they became injured or hurt or whatever, that's when they would become the man That's the way I, I would I mean, I'm going to venture out and say that's the cause for most animal attacks, right? I don't Unless know, you're man. coming in, if it has, I'm not talking about a mother now. Right. Right, that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I'm talking about when you just the, the random attack on the human man. There's usually something they've had to sustain an injury. Right. I mean, I hunt my, hunted my whole life, so right. I, that, that's, I've always heard that, and I figured. And what's cool though, it's, about, if that's a deal with tigers, it's got to they're they're up at the top of the top. They're the apex right. predator, right? Right. And it's the same with sharks. Sharks, they'll they'll do that if they have something going on with their head. If they're injured as well, they're going to attack to survive. Right. But here's my point about this guy, and what really kind of appealed when when the wizard brought him to me is that, you know, here's this guy, and imagine, like, hunting wasn't sophisticated like it is today, right? You know, where you got all the badass equipment and all that. I mean, it's just literally, this guy was walking around that high grass in the jungles, and you know the way jungles are, man. You can't see five feet in front of you. You're in their backyard, but you he went out there. I'll tell you what, let me, you know this is, you're, you're a frog, man. You know yeah. this with, with weapon systems. Yeah. When you go out and hunt, and the way it is today, when you go out and hunt big game like that, I don't hunt cats. Right. But I know people who do. The hardware is the same. The caliber, I mean, you, you're talking about them old break-open right. big-bore guns. Right. What's changed is the optics and the balls on the man hunting. Check. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> that's what my dad always said. <laughs> That that makes a lot of sense to me now. You just summed it all right. I mean, because Jim's balls must have been gigantic. Oh, no, I didn't have a knife for a scope like old Marcus Luttrell does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to get within four feet to smell what old Tiger uh, Tiger blood had for breakfast. You know what I mean? I tell you, he probably had human for breakfast. You know, if I'm out, if he's out there hunting them, right? Totally. He's not hunting. He's hunting the man, the ones that. Oh, my gosh. What what I appreciate about this dude's story is that, man, he rogered up, like you said, you know, he let those gigantic cojones lead his way to protect these villages or whatever and gets out there and goes after him. Now, the coolest part about this whole story is that he wasn't just some British, you know, crazy out there putting things up on his wall. This guy ultimately became a guy that started the first conservationist national park in India. Oh, it's amazing. And and that's what I love about him. That you, you got, I mean, coming from, from this side of it, no, no one, and, and I know people that you have, the, you have both sides, you have the hunters and they think the animal activists we're we're opposite, right? They, everyone thinks that Man, no one loves animals more than us. We take care of them. And what he was doing, he wasn't saving those, those people from the tigers. Right. Right. It was saving the tigers from the people because if those tigers kept killing, eventually people are going to start killing them back until you eradicate them. That's what that's what fear does. Exactly. And if you're getting eaten, obviously you're going to be afraid. I, I get that. Okay. <laughs> if something starts eating on me, I'm going to kill everything right. around. <laughs> like we we exist together. This is our earth. Yeah. Right. I mean Absolutely. together. And if we're we happen to be higher up on the food chain than than the things we hunt. I mean, right. humans are. Ama- amazing creatures. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. So when we go out and we do it, I mean, like I hunt for food, no more, no less. I don't poach. I don't, I, if I can't kill the animal, I won't take a shot. I mean, right. true hunter, just like him, man, we love them so much that we feed them, nurture them, watch their injuries, heal them back up. Instead of That's just saying, cool. I love them so much. I don't even want to touch them. 
That's cool. Because we don't have that obligation. We can't, not, not obligation. We don't have that ability anymore because we're, there's no more, no more where to move to. Right. You know, you can't expand. I live out here with them. I choose to do that. That's I do cool. not hunt them out here. I enjoy You know, I love living with them. And I think that guy probably did the same. I mean, I, why else would he have done start it? That, exactly. Start that. The what, National the, Park. The, the, the first the park, National right, Park. Yeah. Right? Corbett, Corbett National Park. Yeah, the Tiger Reserve. And, and back then, I mean, that, that was unheard of. People didn't get that, right? And they, to, to do that and to know that they needed to be protected in an environment where they could have their own habitat. It's their place, right? yeah. It's theirs. So I, I you know. And that, I, and people look at it like, oh, you know, we're, you, you just cordon them off to this section of land. And like, well, I mean. The cities are doing that. We're cutting that down anyways. Yeah. And they are thriving here, which means it was their habitat to begin with. It's okay. Right. And all we're doing is working the, the perimeter to make sure no one gets in to kill them. Yep. All right. I mean, we want them to thrive here if they need some more land. I mean, look, if you've seen this place, it's unbelievable. It's not yeah. just tigers on there. Yeah. There's elephants. Everything. And if you have elephants everything. on something, all right, it's huge. <laughs> because elephants tear down everything, everything just to scratch their ass, okay? And I mean... If they got those big boys, I don't hunt elephants either. I, you know, but yeah. I love looking at them, and They're they, cool. oh man, they will tear some stuff up just because they're giant. Yeah, man, because they're in a good mood. It's not tearing it up; it's having a good time. They're having a good when time when they sling your Chevy or your Range Rover four hundred yards. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. You know, he wasn't pissed. He was just having a good time. He was playing with you. Oh man. Oh, oh. Well, anyways, I, I hope you guys hear what we're saying, and and I. Think think the most pivotal thing in that whole thing was Marcus's description of a hunter's passion for what they do. A hunter's passion for uh, the beauty of not, it's more than just a sport. It's an ideology to protect species, to thrive with species, to feed their family, to, to be a conservationist, to really move into a place that we've forgotten now in our modern society. And so I think one of the coolest things is the guest that we are bringing on here right now. And this person, Marcus, when, when you talked about this guy and said, hey, man, this, we ought to bring this guy on. He's at the top of his profession because of this mentality, because of this ideology that he lives to the core. It blew me away. I got super fired up. I, I, right. He's, I mean, he's... He's an outstanding man. I've known him for a while now, but then what he does is unique. It's and how, totally. he, how he applies it and how he applies two different sports. Really? And, and doing it in such a way, you know, he, I, I, I believe, and you said this earlier, dude. You said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? And, and, and I tell you what, I mean, it's really cool that, you know, this guy, he cares so much about what he does. This is his passion, his purpose. And because of that, he's able to have this never quit attitude that translates onto his social media. It translates into his. Uh, he's lived through it. He, he lives, lives it. To, right, he and lives and it. if you, I mean, he, got, he makes a living off a good yeah, one, a great one. I mean, I was standing <laughs> beside him at that Under Armour deal the other day, <laughs> which is awesome. Which, I mean, tells you how good he is at it. It's because he loves it. And he does. That's his life. I mean, that's what he is, that he is. And well, I, I can't I, wait to get him on here. I tell you what, let's get him on right now. We're back at it, Marcus, and I'm telling you, on this one, finally we got somebody that can understand what it means to be a predator in this life, what it means to get out there and hunt things down. I mean, really get that desire inside to be proficient at a skill set 
that it goes back for millions of years, bud. Oh, we're about to introduce you to a guy who, who could have survived back in a different time. Literally, he's reinventing. <laughs> know, he's right? bringing it back into, into, into vogue, dude. And I love that about this guy. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to introduce Cameron Haynes, world-renowned bow hunter, world-renowned ultra athlete, and just an all-around badass man and that's why i love the fact that you're on cam so thank you so much for coming on the team never quit podcast oh man i i can't tell you what an honor it is you know when you <laughs> your intro you, your voice and your how fired up you are i was just sitting here just smiling shaking my head going just wait you know, please just wait <laughs> you're talking about me <laughs> <laughs> awesome I mean, it's it's a huge honor to be on with you guys. It's, I, I can't tell you how much it means to me. Well, thank you so much, man. It was so funny when when Mel first started. You know, uh, when we were we were going through our guests, and and, and, and you know, as I told, briefed you a little bit before, we have people from every demographic in the world because that's where Marcus and I believe that all the great stories are. That because of the human condition and what we all experience together, man, you have to hit. You know who the greatest. You know, the youngest person ever climb Everest. We have to hit the greatest country music icon of all time. You have to uh, hit a former governor of the great state of Texas. And now getting you on and, and, and man, we cannot wait to, to dig into why you're doing what you're doing, how you're getting there and how you're transforming sustainable hunting in a whole new way that's influencing literally hundreds of thousands of people, man. I was I was just listening to your recent interview with Joe Rogan, and man, you guys were on fire on that. And the stuff you were saying was so motivating to me. Like that, Marcus, and he was. I mean, he's a man. I mean, we're like he's got to get on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank thank you guys. I, I'm I'm pumped. Cool. All right. So the way we start the Team Never Quit podcast is what's something that we call the Mad Minute. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit you with some doozy, awesome, amazing questions that we typically ask all of our guests. People get right. so nervous about this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, i got to make sure. I, and then the, after the first question, they're like, okay, I think. I, and then the second, we're like, oh, wait a minute. It's like this. It's like this. Yeah, it's like, all right, so great. are you ready to get started? I guess so. I guess I don't have a choice. No, no, it's you're on. You're <laughs> yeah, on. Now. You. You're on TNQ, baby, and and we gotta light the fire. So we gotta get. We gotta start. Uh, I know you're exercising your ass off on a regular basis. We're gonna exercise that prefrontal cortex right now. All right, okay. here we go. Here we go. Question number one: What city were you born in? Eugene, Oregon. All right. If you had to watch a movie twice, what movie would that be? <sighs> oh, I don't know. Probably. Uh... God, uh, born identity. Nice, nice, nice. All right. If you had to fight with one, which one would it be Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, uh, probably Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. Yeah. If you could sing any song as well as the artist who wrote it and sung it in front of a Super Bowl audience, what song would it be? <laughs> Oh man, it'd probably have to be any Justin Timberlake song. Hey, I like you. Like you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm You're a beaver awesome. guy. I'm a beaver guy too. Don't admit that ever Dude. on this show hey. for me. Hey, I got kids now, man. I know every believer song. All right. <laughs> Don't I hate. Love it. I got a three-year-old Justin girl. Justin Timberlake, he can he perform. Rock. Dude, he rocks. That Dude. new song of his rolls, man. Can't stop the feel. I, I caught mean, myself I like. 
I'm not even going to say. I'm not even going to say. All right. Hey, I don't have one of his songs on my phone, you know, to listen to when I'm doing anything. But, like, if you go through and one of those shows comes on where it's like a live concert or something, <laughs> and you stop there, he can he can put on a show. I right? mean, every person watching is just, like, mesmerized. Hell, so we, we talked like about cool putting quality. him in uh, Lone Survivor. No, Play Axe. Well, I'll tell you what, man. He's got serious talent. He does. That's what I love. Gifted, he pushes man. himself to get better and better He's and better. He's the greatest guy. I mean, you see him on Fallon. Him and Fallon. I They're mean, tight. that's magical. Man. It is. That makes it's almost as magical as me and you. But slow down there, there Trooper. <laughs> they never been through Hell Week yet. But I'll tell you what, man. We're gonna get an opportunity. We're gonna I put Tim Lake and Fallon. We'll that. take but, the Pepsi but, challenge. Hey, once they, hey, once Dick in the Box came out, dude, I was a Timberlake <laughs> fan, right? I mean, come on. Dick in the Box was the most epic song ever. I, that got me through Ramadi, dude. Dick in the Box and Leroy Jenkins. That was classic. Right? Stick in the box. Oh, my God. I mean, that made Christmas in Ramadi. I, I, I must have watched that. It's had like a million downloads. I put the boys, the Ramadi boys put half of that on there. Oh, right. Good one, Cam. On. Good one. I can't keep going on. I'm, I'm going to bust a gun. Let's what? get back to Hold on. That's right. epic. All right. What are we doing? Are we doing right. a Mad Minute? Right. We're still, right. Mad Minute. We're still in a Mad Minute. Okay. All right. Let me just jump forward a bunch. All right. Beatles, Rolling Stones, or Led Zeppelin? Oh, probably Led Zeppelin. We love you, Cameron. That's what I love, bud. We love that. That's awesome. All right, all right. Do, do you live to eat or eat to live? This is perfect for you. Oh, I eat to live. Yeah, hey. I mean, that, that, that's the only reason. It's just fuel. Just fuel to do what that's, I want. That's exactly how I am, man. You know, I think we, me and you might be in the minority class because how many, most people say live to eat live to eat right yeah, oh yeah i just yeah. consume it's like fuel i don't no matter what it is well i've seen the crap that you know, eat right? in the middle of the night I, it exactly. doesn't Cam make does any sense too. yeah we cam and i've been hunting together man he'll see me in the kitchen all through the night oh he'll be like what are you you know what you would shut cam down if it if he saw you eat he'd be like well, yeah, hall, you know and hall. i'm not but i'm not running yeah exactly I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right here we go all right uh if you had a if you could pick a dream career and do something other than what you're awesome at doing right now, equally as awesome, what would it be? Oh, it'd have to be what you guys did. It'd have to be being a SEAL. I mean, I, I just wish I was more focused when I was young, um, just because of the, what you guys, I don't know, just, you guys, what you guys do is something everybody looks up to. It's so important for the, for the country to be so focused so young to... I, I don't take on such a big responsibility. I just wish I would have. I mean, because I love the I love camaraderie, like the brotherhood you guys had, and doing something meaningful. And uh, I don't know. I wish I would have done that. You know, uh, well, you were impacting plenty of people, brother. Yeah, don't that, worry. thanks a Your lot. Your time Cam, was different but, than ours. That's but, like, we caught. You know it, what, man? It's man same thing. You, you're doing, I appreciate it. We do very much. But and, you know what we love is exactly what you talk about. Because you know, you could ask every team guy out there. You know what is great? What are the greatest memories? And it's the friendships, right? It's it's spending time. It's like you and Joe being out there this past few days and shooting bears together. Me and Marcus just, uh, you know, shooting the shit around his barn while I'm out here with him. And you know that's the beauty. Of Almost it, killing our buddy with a spear. I mean, dude. <laughs> right? That was epic. That's a story, man. We will remember that forever. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, he lived through it. Uh, all right. All Even right. if he didn't, we'd still talk about him, right? All right last last, ass ba- last bad minute dude. question for you, Cam. Here you go. Ready? Yep. What is your greatest achievement of your whole life? Uh, oh, man. It's, uh, 
I guess I'm, I'm really proud of my kids. And, uh, you oh, know, I have some, I have a 22 year old and 19 year old, two boys and a 12 year old girl. And my boys are, uh, they're smart, they're mature, they work hard. Um, and they're respectful and that, you know, my daughter of course is a is perfect angel and, uh, they're all, right. you know, just, I don't know. I'm just very proud of, of that. You know, I know it's not, Hey brother, hey, let me tell you something, man. Everybody we've had on here yeah. that that we looked up to, that I've looked up to, and every one of them has said their kids, and that just says everything you need to know about it. I mean, all your successes, I mean, your fame and all that stuff like that, and people who don't, because some people can say, oh, you know, my 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 first trophy or my first golden yeah, glove, this that, and the like other, that. but the purple people that just put all that bullshit to the side, and be like yeah. kids. Period. I mean, damn it. Yeah. What are we talking about Damn. here? That's, I just created something that's living. <laughs> you know, and they're productive. Boom. Drop and the they're mic. good kids. And they're good kids. Yeah. Walk away and just wear the, the Velcro shoes, black socks, rest of your life, be an angry man. <laughs> you you gave back, right? If my my kids turn out okay, I'm gonna be the a, I'm just gonna be whatever dude I, I wanted. You know, the Velcro shoes, black socks, and angry. I'm buying you those for Christmas. Right? I, I gave back to my country. My kids are productive. Oh well, that's it. All right, so that's a great mad minute to start, Kim. Thank you so much for participating in our madness. We love to suck people on on that, but you know that's not the reason why you're on, and that's not why the the. You know, the the tons of listeners are are tuning in right now. What they want to hear and what they've been chomping at the bit is they want to hear what is your greatest never quit story, right? What is the one that really where you were in that moment and you didn't think it was going to go forward or or maybe it was a series of moments over a course of a long period of time. Like for me, man, I, I had four years battling depression back when I was in college and and it, you know, it was it was just hanging on and hanging on and it was being able to pull myself out of that and sign up for the seal training and in order to become a seal to live out a dream and so that that's what our listeners hear so brother if if you could please please just drop some knowledge on us with your greatest never quit story uh man you know it's just like seems like every day is a a, a bunch of little battles you got to overcome but uh <clears throat> you know there's, there's one, I don't know. There's just one that stands out to me and, uh, it wouldn't mean anything to anybody else, but, uh, that's supposed to, I was, that, that's, that's the beauty about it, brother. So you're right on point. Well, it's just, uh, you know, I've always had big dreams, probably bigger dreams than I ever deserved. You know, I just, uh, came from a small town and, you know, uh, didn't really have any redeeming qualities or any special talents or anything like that. But, uh, so I've had these big dreams. So, I, one big dream I had was in 2008, I was going to run the Boston Marathon. And uh, at that time, Lance Armstrong had just retired from the, the Tour de France. I think he'd won in 2007, and he retired or something like that. And so he was going to run marathons. Well, I heard, found out he was going to run the Boston Marathon. So I said, well, you know, I, I would qualify for it. I was going to run it. And so I, I told, you know, my kids and, and uh, my family, I'm like, well, I'm going to go and go to Boston and I'm going to try to run with Lance um, and maybe get a picture <laughs> with him while we're running. That'd be, you know, pretty good momentum or momento. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to pull, run with him for a while and I'm going to pull away at the end and beat him. And, and, you know, like <laughs> my kids were like, Oh dad, right. You're going to beat Lance Armstrong. You're, you're just a dad. I'm like, well, okay. You know, I, I hear you. So yeah, exactly. if there's anything, 
was running, you know, the marathon and I didn't know where he was. He started up with the elites and, uh, I got going and about mile seven, I was looked up there. There's this big group and I saw the, the gold Jersey up there. He was wearing. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm like, I'm like, heck, that's him right there. So I got up there and started running and we got to like the half marathon mark and, and I was dying. He was, he was running like, you know, <laughs> six. How's he doing? Oh yeah. What were y'all moving at? What pace? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Like six thirty miles. Cause he can run. And I was, mm. I remember I had nothing left and I'm like, I, I was behind him. I was getting ready just to drop off and like thinking, well, hopefully somebody got a picture of me with him somewhere along the way. <laughs> and, uh, I was just get, getting ready just to throw in the towel and say, well, you know, I gave it all I had. And I'm just like, I, I, I was just like going, God, why can't, why couldn't I have been an Olympic athlete? Cause you know, he, he was in the Olympics too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why couldn't I have had that talent? I'm, and so I decided, well, you know what? I'm just going to give all I got. And if I puke or pass out, what, That's whatever, at least I know. So I just caught back up with him and I was going, I'm like giving all I got. And sure as anything, I started, I started feeling a little bit better and I'm <laughs> like, what the heck? So we're running and he had these pacers and they started dropping off cause they were dying. We got up to Heartbreak Hill, and he's like, he looks over at me, and he goes, uh, is this Heartbreak Hill? And I said, um, I said, I don't think so, man. I think it's up around the corner. He's like, I said, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm effing dying. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. but, but, and I'm like, oh, thank God. If he, he's dying, I'm feeling good. Maybe I got a shot. So anyway, to make a long story short, I ran. He goes, he goes, hey, I lost my pacers. He's like, how fast are you going to run today? And I said, you know, this took a while to talk. I was like, we couldn't talk, but goes, right. I mean, I, y'all have- I said, Oh, probably like, you know, two fifty. And uh, he's like, okay. He goes, I'll just, I'll just stay with you if you don't mind. And I'm like, no, nah, it's cool. So we, uh, he stayed with me and we came towards the, around the corner coming in the finish. And I'm like, well, here it goes. So I just took off and I beat him by 12 seconds. Oh, so, yes. That was it. Oh, That's a great story, man. man. That is an awesome yeah. story. I mean, Lance Armstrong, epic, dude. It's Twitter for, dude, I, I, I mean, mean about some are you kidding me? And, and that, I mean, where does that pop in your brain? How do you, is it just that you knew you were going to race in the Boston Marathon, but you needed something that a little extra or, or was it, did you see it? Yeah. What was it? What was it that made you want to do that? I don't know. You know, I was going to run it cause I'd never run it, but, uh, then he was going to run it and he was on the cover of runner's world magazine. And it was like, they talked about, you know, could Lance Armstrong, blah, blah, blah. Or, right. or it said like, I bet you can't beat me or something like that. I remember seeing that cover and I'm like, I think he's running Boston. I'm running Boston, you know? And, and I just, so nobody would ever think I was some, I was probably, I don't know, 39 or, you know, not obviously not in my prime. He's, I think three years younger than me. And, he was, you know, one of the best endurance athletes of all time. So it, it didn't even seem feasible, but, uh, you know, it was just one of those to never give up. I mean, if I would have been by myself, there's no way I would have run that good. Yeah, man, but you got I somebody. They're dangling and, and I pushed. Yeah, you got it. I mean, that's pretty wild. I mean, you basically. It's, when you were running next to something like that or riding next to something like like that, Lance, I mean, that motivates you just standing there because you know what that dude's capable of. That's that's what always fired me up about people. If I know something about him, like, I'm like, oh, you know, if I just stand next to this dude, we're about to get in something crazy. It's you know going mean? to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. What I love about it, Cam, is you basically, you hunted down Lance Armstrong, man. Yeah. And yeah that, first that, rundown. That's, that's pretty badass, if you ask me. I, but 
what you know what I'm floored with, and I got to tell you, and I, I I know it caught me by surprise, Marcus. I don't know if it caught, you, but I was not expecting you to tell that story, bud. You know, I was thinking yeah. I'm gonna that you you you've been tracking a grizzly bear for 13 days, and you were down to your last. I think that's perfect, yeah, Cam. Yeah. You know what mine was when I I couldn't back a trailer down to pull some jet skis <laughs> out of the water, and I left my brother. <laughs> and it fucking crushed me and i'll ne- yeah. I'd, I'd never quit anything ever ever again because of that so when i told yeah. i mean your story i was like you know what you watch cam's gonna throw something at you it's gonna come out of the left field it totally did yeah that's i mean that's just one that was just a, a personal thing for me and uh you know i think it's probably a little bit you know my dad was a big track athlete and he never hunted so i mean it it meant a lot i just remember you know my parents were divorced, so my dad was never around, and so I never really got that, uh, you know, good job son type thing. Because then mm-hmm. I started hunting, and he would go like, "Oh well, you know, you know, every time you kill an animal, you lose brain cells." You know, what I mean, so instead of getting, you know, what I was good, at, I was good at bow hunting. Instead of getting uh, credit for that, I got kind of dismissed for that. But then when it came to to running. And, you know, that everybody knew Lance. And I mean, he had, in 2008, he was, you know, it was before scandals and all that. He, he was like revered by, you know, everyone in the world. And so to, I think it means a lot to me just because it meant a lot to my dad. So, wow. That's sure, so yeah. cool, man. Uh, you know what? It's funny, man. When I was growing up, I, I was just, I was a total jock. I was an absolute knuckle dragon jock, right? And my thing was football and 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 but my old man is is real cerebral, right? He's a lawyer. He went to University of Michigan. He you know he ran his own law firm and all that. And and I always kind of searched for that approval from him as well, man. I always wanted to you know say, hey, pop, I'm smarter. I you know it's in me, but I didn't know how to express it. And it wasn't it wasn't until much later in life, in fact, when I wrote my first book, which was a kids book. When I finished it and, and I remember showing my dad and I was all proud and, you know, I could see like it was something that he had always talked about wanting to do was write a great novel. Oh, like we talked about, you know? man, he just saw a little piece of him and you that you loved and were good at. Yeah. And that's all the satisfaction that dad really, I mean, if you need something other than your son being unique at everything else, but what you're good at yeah. kind of deal. And then, you know, if he shows up and, and, and something like that does happen, it's great. Well, Cam, I got a question for you. So now, you know, that, that you know that, that, I mean, you, that story was pivotal in, in, in kind of that relationship in your life and, or your recognition of the relationship. How have you changed in terms of, of how you're influencing your boys and your daughter now? Um, you know, I, I just, because I know what it's like to, to grow up and not have, my dad there, you know, my stepdad, there was a stepdad around, which, you know, that was like a negative for me because nobody can really live up to the legend of your dad, you know, especially because I didn't know his flaws or anything like that. So he was like the the greatest athlete and he grew up in Eugene here too and went to the university of Oregon. And so he was like Superman to me and like nobody could live up to that. So um, to me, I know what it's like not to have, a dad and not to have somebody, you know, to just to be proud of you or your accomplishments or tell you they loved you. And so that's what I do for my kids. You know, my boys, I'm hard on my boys. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I expect a lot of them. Mostly I expect, I guess, them just to do their best. You know, they don't have to be the best, that's just cool. do your best, but, but they know I love them and they know I'm proud of them. 
Sure, it's and, tough uh, as a dad. So, I mean, because you know what they're capable of. That's that's the hardest thing about being a dad, and I've learned. And you don't know that till yeah. you become a dad. Be like, hey, look, man, I know I'm being hard on you, boy. I'm training you to be a man, and I know what you're capable of. And you, you're obvious. You don't. Yeah, that's why I'm the dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's tough. And I, and I want I want them to know what they're capable of because I mean I know that they're they're more talented than I ever was, and you know they're better kids than I was, and and uh, stronger, faster. But they don't know that. You know what I mean? So um, I just I just want them to realize that there you know there's greatness in all of us, and uh, you know it took me a long time to realize that, but. Uh, so I want them to realize it early just so they can you know, I mean, be the best. Hey, you got, do. look, brother, you got to take some credit on this. It's not one of them deals where you're, a, you're sitting in an office and you're behind a desk or you're a, <laughs> you're an investment banker and your kids, I mean, damn dude, you're out there doing you some of the hardest crap the on the planet. The when world. they look to their dad for, for motivation, it's just because you get up and go outside. Right. I mean, they, he does more yeah. to go outside, bud. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, by just by walking outside is motivating because you know Amen. he's going to go do something crazy, right? And extreme. I mean, that's now, my question now, which is is really I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind when I went back and read some articles on you and stuff. It really what was amazing was the clarity of of your focus on what you do now and really yeah. how you're pushing boundaries. You're you're. You're you're taking it back to such a primal level, right? And I and we have, as you know, Marcus and I, and I, or you should know, we have such profound respect for what you're doing. You're refining, really, the lost art of 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 being a man, really, and and being a hunter, primitive, a primitive hunter. hunter well, it's a hunter killer. Yeah, a hunter killer. Literally, that's what you're doing. And and then, well, as well as how he performs and how he provides for his family and what how they eat everything and use everything and. But combine the athleticism with it too, Cam. What what ignited that philosophy? What ignited that quest, that search to become the ultimate hunter? It's a long way from running a marathon against Lance. You know what I'm talking about? That's a huge shift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's just uh, I just like I like the challenge. I mean, I like to push myself. Um, I like I don't like doing things everybody else does. You know, I just it just doesn't. There's no satisfaction in that. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably share that same mindset. I Absolutely. mean, and it, it, a little bit, you know, I was thinking when we were talking in the, I think the mad minute, um, we're talking about, I mentioned the brotherhood. I think you guys have and a little bit. It's so different for me because, uh, I was, I'm envious of, of your brotherhood and your relationship with your teammates and how you can rely on each other. Because, um, what I do like tonight, you know, a nine mile run, what I do, nobody wants to do. You know what I mean? It's like you guys. Oh, I get to, Hey, yeah, right. Yeah. Like Goggins. You guys got, got thrown in and between from attrition and everything else, you got all are like-minded, tough, you know, uh, focused. Um, and so you got all that brother. Well, I don't have that because it's like, nobody wants to go run. You know, it's pretty hot here today. Nobody wants to go run on the mountain. And so basically what I do, and even on my hunts, um, Nobody wants to really do them because it's hard. It's really hard. It's uncomfortable. Um, right. Look, because most people aren't hunter killers anymore. I mean, in that and that gone, true, that it's, it's gone. They're, they don't have what away. it takes to do that. That's the unique thing about it, man. That's the beautiful part about it. I've been out there with you, man. And I'm, yeah. Look, I, 
You remember what happened when, when I were out? I mean, I don't ever talk about it because one of them deals where you were there, you saw it. I, hey, I carried that mule deer halfway back through there, man, and I was I was done. <laughs> I was done, bro. Yeah. I mean, yep. and I, I pride myself on being a, a hunter-killer, too, and nothing. I mean, well, I Well, Cam, t- tell me. Unbelievable. Tell our listeners, tell our listeners, and in, uh, just in your mind, a story of, of you know, where you really dug in in that place where nobody else wants to go. I mean, yeah, you said where, you didn't where have the teammates like we did, man, but you're with the mountain. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what we do with the water. And the, the ocean, purity right? of the hunt yeah. you and you talk the kill. to. I mean, do you talk to the trees when you're running through there? Do <laughs> you yell at the animal? Hey, when you're out there for that long, man, you got to have a, a you got to kill time tone, right? Or something like that. It gets you through that hard stuff. That's what people want to know. They want to look through that curtain and see that, right? Yeah. Our listeners want to hear what's going through your mind and, on these insane things that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I've been on uh, so many hard hunts and in, in big remote country. Uh, I guess the first one, the first time, uh, you know, for long, for many years when I, I started bow hunting, I think when I was 19 and I didn't think I had what it took to, I wanted to kill a big bull elk with my bow. And, uh, you know, I didn't have money. I didn't, couldn't go, get a good tag or couldn't get access to any good land. So, and I couldn't kill a big bull. I could smell, kill smaller bulls, but I was like, you know, nobody dreams of killing a spike bull. Right. So mm-hmm. where I grew up, everybody, a six by six bull or something is like what dreams are made of, you know, small town. That's, I mean, that's legend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? So, right. And I, I didn't know if I had what it took. So in, uh, 1996, I think it was, I was, uh, in the Eagle Cap wilderness. It's Oregon's largest wilderness. I think that was, I think that was when Princess Di died, actually. I think that's when, uh, the year she died, because I remember I was back in there 12 miles. Um, I had a, I had this bull spotted a nice six by six and I ended up sneaking in on him. I was by myself. I snuck in on him and, uh, he was bedded down under these trees and, uh, he heard me get close. I, I was 43 yards away. I was looking down for a foot, uh, to, place to, to take another step. And I heard his, him stand up. I heard his hooves oh, on the man. rock. And I looked, I looked up and he's standing there. And so I come to full draw and I, I shot him and I hit him perfect. And that bull ran, went a short distance, went down dead. And, uh, I remember sitting there, and I just, I couldn't believe I had finally done it. I didn't know. That's awesome. You know, I, if I had what it took to get that done deep in the wilderness on a solo hunt with a bow, it's uh that was a huge, huge challenge for me, but that was sort of a turning point for me because, you know, then I started to believe in myself and I started to think, you know, I had doubted for all, that was my eighth year of bow hunting. And, uh, I had doubted that whole time, whether I, I, you know, was special enough to make it happen. Well, it's funny, man. We talk about this all the time on a show, man, that, you know, although we, there's a lot of similarities in our lives with one another, man, but those special moments when you're digging deep and and you're, you're in that, like, all right, do I have what it takes? Can I endure? Can I crest over that, that mountain? Or can I make that shot? You know, you are by yourself in many occasions. And I think in, you know, in that moment, it's, all those things that we learned growing up or all those influences, those mentors, those those critical teammates or people or training 
that are able to, like you said, give us that confidence to go that and do it again and do it again. Yeah. All right. For those of you who can do what you do and have that ability to be out there to keep such a focused mind when it's you not top of the food chain anymore. No the only way. other time that happens is when you go on the water. And he's doing it with a bow. It ain't even yeah. like he's got a big old bow gun or right, none right, of that right, nonsense right. either. That's so, what I mean. I there's love a lot of people him. out there who who are those have that individual mindset, man, and they need to know that anything's possible. What we do as a team, yeah, we get a lot of stuff done as a team. That's that's there's no doubt not about that, man. But you can get amazing things done. You can go as far as you you can take yourself, really. Right. With those right. skill sets, with yeah. that mindset you have to be to be out there. And there's something. Hey, brother, I I got that that hunter part in me too, man. Out being out there by yourself, listening to all that and the weather and. Especially when it starts getting bad, and you're like, "All right, man, I am really alone here." You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I go down. The local fam, the bear family's not gonna come help me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll be laying here for a while <laughs> until I'm food or fodder, whatever it, comes first. The, the back country, the mountains, it's intimidating. It is. I mean, when I first started going back there by myself, I was afraid. I, I mean, I I'm not, you know, ashamed to admit it. I was afraid back there because, you know. It's it's tough on your own. People just do not spend time alone these days. No. You know, you're always on the phone or you're always engaged in something or you're watching TV. When you're just on the mountain by yourself, it's, uh, I mean, you, you find out who you really are. It's uh, it, it's hard. Well, well, I mean, fear is a, is an amazing, amazing, unbelievable thing, right? And I've been I've been studying fear now, coming up on four years, and and what I've found is that we all have it. It's all part of our lives. You got to have it. It keeps you sharp. But if if you don't turn it into something through these amazing experiences and learn to embrace that fear as a driving force to push your focus, to push your performance, to push you at a whole nother level, man, then that fear is going to get the best of you and you're going to stay put. You're going to be, you're going to be locked to your own limitations. Well, that's what they teach us is to how to harness fear because being afraid is different. Being afraid will cripple you. You go down, you won't do, I mean, just blubbering mess. Fear, once you learn how to harness that, and that's why our training set up from the minute you walk in there, it's beatdowns and failures. Yeah, you're afraid. Or you, I mean, fe- I was afraid, you know, and then that Every fear. Day. Exactly. If, I, if y'all weren't there, I'd been like, man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so being alone out there, out here in Texas, we have Texas prisons. We're known for that. They put a lot of them prisons in the woods because when those convicts try and run, they are so scared <laughs> of what's out there that they go back. I love it. That's I done for it. a reason. I, I mean, it. and it, it is. It's something. The first time I went out bow hunting by myself in the backwoods, I was like, oh, I'm just going to stand by the fence and act like I went out. That's awesome. And when my mom was like, did you go out real far? And I was like, oh, yeah. And she was watching me from the binos at the fence. I was like, yeah. I just kind of hid down. I was like, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm going to hide right over here. No one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ken. So the question now is understanding, all right, in order to become precise, to move into that place where – you know, the mental state can match the physical state and can match the emotional state and all that, or the spiritual state, you know, what did you have to do to elevate, you know, why, where did the whole performance athlete come, you know, and, and unify with this performance hunter? At what point did you get, that's how it had to be. Uh, I just, I just started noticing that the better shape I was in, the more effective I was on the mountain, you know, and hunting and, and, you know, you think about it as bow hunting is so difficult. Success rate is so low. Um, you know, and I'm not 
good at failure. I mean, I can't, I don't like accepting failure. It doesn't feel good. So I was like, I want to do everything possible to put the odds as much in my mm-hmm. favor as I can. And sure. so, you know, it was, it was simple. It was like when I could run a marathon fast, oh, I could get around the mountains pretty good. I didn't get tired. So when I could run, now I've run a hundred miles nonstop in the mountains. Now any hunt is pales in comparison. That's so awesome. Yeah, my goal, my goal was if I, because everybody's good, you know, or at their best, say the first day of a hunt, right? You're fresh, you're excited, but by the tenth day, you're so beat down and mentally fatigued, and you're, you're pretty much ready to go home. You know, especially if you haven't killed something by then. But my goal was to be the best are actually better on the 10th day than I was on the first day because awesome. by the 10th, you should, you should know the country better because you've been living in it for 10 days. You should be more in tune for the same reason, and you should have a better idea of where the animals are living and how they're patterned. Hey, you know, you know what? Tended- You're not a hunter, what? man. That's the definition of a predator. Oh, you are a predator, hands down. I mean, I, I was following well, you on that one, bro, man, and what you were talking about, because that's what I am, too. When I'm out there, that 10th day is like, it's when you start, that's when your teeth get gritty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, I have been out here in this environment. I am so camp. That comes from the recon part of what I did, bro. Yeah, and does. I mean, that's when the smell starts to get on you, and you're like, oh, I'm an animal now. And I, I've laid it down so well that now it's time for me to attack. That's, That's what awesome. it, the true hunt's about. Those guys who get out there on that tenth day and their butt hurts and all that crap like that—they're—they're they're just hunters. Yeah, you know, because they expect to kill something. They want to go get predators. Back up go, in that predators tree go stand. hungry. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, you learned that yeah. growing up out where, how we did. And then what we did for a yeah. living, that's the ultimate form of it. What you and I did, a- absolutely. You know, what he does is is the purest form of it. Absolutely. And uh, that, that's what you described there, pal. So we kind of missed identified you in the beginning you're not a hunter man that's that's predator. a predator that's, hands yeah, down. that's what that is hands down. all right so cam to, to to wrap up this final question in this segment right here before we you know we we fall off and then we'll you know we'll definitely get you back on in the after actions to tell people how do you go about your daily routine how you train and all that but the last question right now in terms of you know a, a grander sense of purpose right because that's really something that Marcus and I really want to help people understand that in order to really live in that never quit space and have that never quit attitude that fires you in the gut, you got to have that purpose in your heart, right? right. You got to have right. it breathing yeah. through every orifice of your body. Well, you are. Yeah. It's what we say, it's what, man. Yeah. It's like you ad- ad- adapt to something or adopt something that you've seen. Just like you're talking about, when you're watching that, we do the same thing. When I watch a movie and I see something cool on there, I'm like, oh, that's now a part of me. Yeah. I'm going to go train and learn how to do that. Whatever it was, <laughs> ninja, you name it, man. I was going to figure man. it out. Yeah, that's where it comes, man. When you've had that fire and you see something, you love it so much that you train to where it's what you are. Amen. So, right. so Cam, the question is, what is your purpose now? And what do you want people to hear from you and on your website and your when you're on a blog, when you're on our show, what is your purpose and what, what do you want people take, to take away from you? You know, for me, I just want to make a positive impact on people. I don't, I, you know, people tell me all the time that, you know, you're a beast or you, 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 it's amazing you know what you do. Or I guess, and then also some people, there's a lot of haters too that take shots at me, but I get, a, I get more positive. <laughs> well, that's how you know you're doing something, you're, you're, you're making doing, a difference. Exactly. Like you're a badass. When people start coming at you like that, you're like, yeah, here we go. Yeah, so 
Um, and I appreciate all the positive stuff, but for me, what means more to me is just making a positive impact and just, I want people to realize what they're capable of. And, and you know, so I share my story that you know, I came from nothing. Uh, nobody really believed in me and, uh, I've, you know, achieved more than I deserved. And, uh, and it's, and it's just from basically having a chip on my shoulder for a lot of years and just working hard and saying, you know, I mean, I don't want to throw my kids under the bus for down that I could beat Lance Armstrong, but <laughs> right. stuff like that, because I'm like, I know, I know I'm just a dad or I know I'm just some regular guy, but if I can achieve, you know, what I have, then, then Amen. other people can too. And so I just want them to know that, that they're, like I said earlier, that there's greatness in all of us and it, and it just, I'm not talented. I just work really, really hard. You know hard. what we like to and, say, uh, man, is like, we're people, just ordinary people that get into extraordinary situations because we're not afraid of it. Amen. That's what you just, I mean, that's, that's what you that's just said, right? Legit. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly what we're about here, man. Oh, all I know is that, you know, if you work hard at something every single day, like I've been, you know, bow hunting now for almost 30 years and I have worked hard at it every single day, you're going to get good. Right? I mean, so you do something that much, you're going to get good. So basically it's just time, time grinding away. I mean, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm where I'm at. And it's just hard work. It's, there's not talent. It's just, you know, grinding that's called living, every day. right? I mean, that's life. You're getting that out there and grinding life. every day. And, and when it's, it's guys like, like us and you, man, that come from stuff like that. And you just tell yourself like, you know what, man, I'm, I may not be from nothing. But damn it, I can work like something. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't outdo me on that. I, I wasn't born with anything every else. Day of the week and twice on Tuesday. Yeah, check out this low gear. Yeah, get some. <laughs> Fucking love you, Cam. So, You're so good to go, Cam. We, we, you know, that's the end of this segment, man. We're, we'll, we'll get you back on here in a, in, a, in a jiffy for the after actions. But the last thing I want to do is I want you to, you know, tell people what you got going on right now. What you, what you got in the, in the works and where people can find you and follow you and, and where they can basically learn from you, bud. Um, you know, I'm on all the social media stuff, uh, Instagram, Cameron R. Haynes and Facebook, Cameron Haynes and my website, CameronHaynes.com. So, you know, you can get Cameron Haynes overdose if you want, which you probably don't want, but <laughs> <laughs> I know I wouldn't. Anyway, you can find out, you know, what I'm up to there. Um, as far as, um, you know, I get asked a lot, you know, by Cabela's and some of the shops to go and do uh live lately, live Facebook things because it gets so many people engaged and, and I, I enjoy doing it. It's just, uh, you know, I, I just like, I like uh, having an impact on people, as I mentioned. And, uh, and I like, you know, people motivate me. Um, I do things here on the mountain that I run and I say, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, running the mountain at noon on, on Saturday come hang out if you want to. And I just like seeing people work hard um, for no other reason, just to... Oh, that's got to be inspiring, though, yeah. somebody's going to be busting their ass just to get good enough to get halfway up the mountain to run with you. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's tough. That's and the positive. beauty about you is you run from the from the bottom to the top, so everybody in that spectrum can run with you. I love it. I'll be down there at the bottom with a hot dog. Well, well, Cameron, thank you so much for being on Team Never Quit podcast with us. I'm, I know... I know you, you've had an impact on me. One of my favorite things is just following you on Instagram and, and just looking at the amazing smile you got on your face because you're living out your dream that you got through working your ass off, through pushing yourself, surrounding yourself with, with positive people, man. And that fires me up, dude. Oh, look, that you, fires you know what? Here, here's a perfect way to explain that. He, 
Cam and I were together a few weeks ago, I guess, at the Under Armour 20-year anniversary, big 20 years, billion-dollar right. company. The only people invited to it were the employees. It was for them, and, and it was a surprise deal for, for uh, KP and... And Kip, right? Did I say yeah. I'm saying that right, right, Cam? Yeah. But anyways, so they have Vanilla Ice, CNC Music Factory, Nelly, Ray Lou. I mean, just the creme de la creme were here of celebrities. Yeah. And then you had me and Chad Fleming and Cam standing there. <laughs> and he, he's so, you know, he's almost self-deprecating. He's like, you know, I'm just a hunter. You're a predator. We, we figured that part out already. Yeah. And me and him... Uh, both of us have our backs against the wall. We're looking at each other and be like, looking at all these celebrities. Um, who else was standing there with us, man? Tom Brady. I was. That's who I was talking to. Tom Brady and Cam and I were standing there going back and forth. And we looked over at each other. And you kind of can you believe two redneck? Bo, he's bow hunter. I'm a gunfighter. And we were standing on this stage, on the stage, fixing to go out. At an Under Armour deal. That tells you how special yeah. he is, man. He's awesome. You know, I mean, he, he downplayed it so much, man. But he always has that grin on his face. I love it. And even after the massacre that happened last time you and I went hunting, man, he still had that look. He's like, he's going to be all right. <laughs> I, was, I gave up hunting, dude. He goes, no, nah, I'll be all right. I'm like, all right, brother, you just keep talking in that ear because I, I need it. You know, I'm that guy who needs it. You know what I mean? I may, I may never quit. That doesn't mean anything. It just means I'm too stupid to stop. I have to have people like him and you guys to... Because I will literally run till I die. Oh, you know what I mean? And that's God. the beauty about him, man, because he's that, he just... He does gets, it with a smile nah, on his face. Man. He's like, you want to go for a run? No, not with you, because you want to talk yeah. the whole time. I don't talk. I hate running so bad. But all my friends are great at everything that I am not. That's awesome. You know what I mean? That's why they're my friends. Well, Cameron, yeah. thank you so much, brother. It's just been such a blessing. We feel so honored that you'd come on with us. And, and man, if there's anything we can do to help you or support you and your efforts, you know, don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, and, and just thank you, brother. Oh, man. The, the, the honor is all mine, guys. Um, thank you for all you do and the, and the positive impact you're making with the show. Awesome. Well, we're going to get you back in the after action. So on, brother. that's all for this episode. Yeah. Great right. job, brother. We're out. Dude, was that guy one of the coolest, nicest, humble guys you've ever met? I, I told you, man. You are spot on, bro. I, it's kind of hard to explain him because when you have a guy, I was trying to. I think I started telling you about him. Oh, I know I did about what he was, what he's capable of. Yeah. So it, when you tell when you tell someone, and that's the first thing they hear about you, then there's nothing you can't go down from that. Like I was trying to tell you how nice and laid back. Yeah, and I was. Because you, because you, you, you like, like right. No, you see him on social media, and I follow him. I'm a big fan of his. Right. I love anybody that's reached the apex of their not only their life. But their sport, whatever, their career, I love that because that person has put that discipline and hard work in. But when, and so I watch him and, you know, I, he's always in the gym and he's always, you know, and he's always killing things. But, man, that dude had grace in him, man. I mean, he was cool. I think you get guys that are so far, that the the alphas right the apex <laughs> there's the alphas then you go past that right <laughs> to where you you break into two different it's a whole nother world right you flip the switch yeah. so if we're working and that's the thing about i can say the exact same thing about you i mean you're how happy you are in that spirit yeah <laughs> hey people he has that people but at work then you then that when that 
that evil, that rotten, I'm a team guy. Got I need to get rot, the rot. Yeah, I need to get mean. <laughs> so imagine that that yeah, attitude he has all the time with that with that team guy uh drive and yeah. mentality that you have to have. Yep. It made for a that's why I remember you. Yeah. Your per that person you're two messing those personalities together <laughs> created something that everyone remembers. Well here's the here's the thing that killed me about that time, man. I'll never forget, man. I think it was your class too. They like we went to your graduation party and there was that we went to some house in P B and I remember one, there was some younger medic or something came up to me and he's just like instructor. Right? And I was like, dude, call me Dave, man. You know, we're done all that. He goes, and he goes, man, you know what we called you? And I was like, what's up? And he's like, we called you instructor two face. Cause when you got evil, you got evil. Man. I know, right? I'm not supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know, it gets worse. That's what people, after you think it's gone, oh, that's cool. I made it through this part of training. They're going to be nice to me. No, no, it gets worse. Matter of fact, they've been. That ought to tell you how evil those bastards are because they're not even buds instructors. There's past and they're still like that. Yeah. So these are the real good ones, right? Totally, yeah. totally. The guys who are really good at laying down the the, uh, the smackdown. Well, and, and what it is is being passionate about what you do and being sure. able yeah. to make sure that you can influence at another level. That's why, like, when we were talking to Cameron, he talked about how, you know, he put out on social media, hey, meet me here at this day. We're yeah, going to go right, run a run, mountain. Yeah. And people are showing up because they want to be infected by that positivity. They want that never quit mindset to I, rub I, off on them. How brilliant is that? Because he didn't say meet me at the coffee shop. He said <laughs> meet me running on the mountain. So you know it's not going to be some lazy bastard. And I'm pretty sure the serial killer and everybody in between is not going to want to go do that. So it's only going to be positive, hard charging, right? What's what's my point? I, it's because it brings out the best. Yeah, in people. okay, thank you. Yeah, I couldn't get that. It, out. it brings out the best I, people who want to be great, right. who want to have the never quit mindset, man. Right. right. Oh my god. Oh man. Listen, the one cool thing is that, and and I think Marcus, you and I both heard it, and you mentioned it several times, is that there's a parallel, and he was so humble to say. You know, hey man, I wish I would have been a team guy, right? And 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 there is a parallel between Cam and us, yes. And, and I think you, you know where he would have gone, right? Oh yeah, right to the top. Yeah, hands and then down. He, I'm talking about as the type of operator. One of the, he'd have been an underwater guy because you don't have to talk, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to your own thoughts. Yep. Or a sniper. Sniper. And I I I, I say that completely because you did both. How far? Oh yeah, I don't. I don't ever talk about anything I had. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah. But I'm to. saying you yeah. have a good understanding <laughs> yeah, of what absolutely. that is. That yeah. mentality you have. Yeah. To, that's why I get along with him really well. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I had to develop those same kind of characteristics when you're underwater. <laughs> <laughs> that's a oh whole my god. That's a whole yeah. other show. Folks. If, if you don't like yourself, you better figure out a way to. <laughs> you want to learn how to like, get around that? Go underwater. And what was cool when we talked about? Hey, what you know when you're out there, twelve days by yourself in the woods hunting a freaking grizzly bear or a bull elk right. or whatever what's going through your head and you know the discipline the focus the determination oh to well, that's when i i'm you know i was listening to him talk about all that yeah and hunters do exactly what he said at the end of that seven eighth day they're ready to go back because they're just there to hunt <laughs> they're just there he's a predator he is the which Apex means the predator. longer you're out there, the better. Yeah. Meaning I've not only watched everything that animal's doing, I know everything around it. Yeah. In the, the environment. You become a part of the environment. Yeah, you, and when that happens, when you out there 
and you hunt something like that long enough, those animals don't know you're there. You have become part of his everyday, and that's what a true predator does. So when when the guy's out there, and you you know you know like you're saying, he just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Man, I I think of that man. I, I it makes me remember one of my favorite movies of all time, Apocalypse Now. Remember yeah, when movie. Martin Sheen's in the bedroom and he's a mess and he's just he's waiting for that mission. He makes that quote about you know every minute I'm sitting in this room I'm getting weaker and every minute Charlie's in the bush <laughs> yeah. he's getting stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> I was telling my major pain is I've perverted that. That's my my apocalypse moment but he's in there and he's in there nobody messes with bitch and weatherford pain die motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i mean david oh williams is my hero or major pain oh my god dude that got uh, me through 18 delta i watched that oh show on, on, on tape tape <laughs> Video cassette. Video. Yeah, oh rented it from the Blockbuster oh, and, st- and kept it. So I owe Blockbuster some money. <laughs> Thank Is God Blockbuster they, even? No, they went out of business. Oh, You're yeah. good, dude. <laughs> because I didn't pay my high fees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Blockbuster. Oh. Well, listen, I, listen. I, I, again, man, I just, Marcus, thank you so much for coming up with Cameron and, and getting him on a show with us. Oh, man, and my pleasure. And for all you listeners, let me just sum this up. Like, these are my, the, the part about it, man, is bringing the, the short list we talk about. They're my friends. Your close friends. Yeah, so but, I, I get to hang out with, I mean, that's why I'm always fired up, too, and stay the way I do is because this is who I, I can this I is who you surround are. myself. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think that's the beauty of this, right, is they come on this show, people come on, they feel comfortable with us, they want to tell these great stories to help the, our listeners. And let me just sum, summarize this whole thing for you. If, if you're struggling with it, you probably haven't because you've been laughing so hard, so you're having a good time. But let me tell you, when you look, when you think about Cameron Haynes and you think about what he does and the commitment he has to be the apex predator, to be the best hunter on the planet and the discipline and the focus with which he does it with an ideological positivity, man, that's what you want to try and be. Man, I, you know, you know how my mind works, man. So he's ninja. Unfortunately, to move through that environment that is not your own, right? No, you're not. no. Move through all that with the, the, the speed and the ferocity he does on top of which he's hunting something that moves with through. With a bow. Yeah. It ain't like exactly. he's got a bolt gun, brother. Right. Chasing something that moves through. Its, with those optics. It's natural habitat. I mean, like you would not believe it. I mean, you, it's amazing to watch whatever it is that he's hunting in, in that environment move through that environment. It, it's Because they disappear walking behind a tree. Yeah. And if you've ever hunted from a helicopter, you see what they do. Wow. How the animals move right, and what, right. how they're able to, and it's just what you taught us, uh, what we learned in sniper school right. during the stalking phase. But he, he literally stalks down and 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 hunts. And yeah, he does. The predator, and he's the best at and it. The best at it, and right? He's best at and, it, and, and just laid back. And that's, you know, how you when you walk across somebody who who's the best at what they do, yeah, because they just sit back with a smile and talk about something else. Totally. Totally. They don't have humble. Everybody else will talk about them for About them for (laughs) If you want to tell somebody how badass you are, you're not badass. You're not badass. (laughs) All right. So, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, man, we're just so privileged that you you tuned into our podcast. We're, you know, and listen to Cameron. Please visit his website at CameronHaines.com. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Facebook. Follow him on Instagram. I mean, his Instagram uh, posts are some of the most beautiful, cool posts you've ever seen. Uh, 
uh, you know, listen, here, here's also too. if please help us spread the word about this show, get out there, tell people about team never quit, tell, send people to our website at teamneverquit.com. send them to the podcast page at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast or tnqpodcast.com. You know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on social media, because our whole mission in life is to help you, your family, your teammates, everyone that you're around and surrounded with develop that never quit mindset and do it in a way that you're living with purpose, you're disciplined, you're focused, and that you get the best out of life, man. So I just want to thank you. And as we, Marcus and I do every show, we give a little thanks out there. I want to thank, you know, all my teammates who taught me in the past, all my friends. I want to thank the wizard, man. I want to thank, you know, uh, Marcus. I want to thank my family, my two children, my, my, my wife. And most of all, I, I'd like to thank God. So Marcus, how about you, bud? I thank God for my, uh, giving me all of my abilities. To, you know, thank you to my friends for helping me discover them. Thank everybody out there for uh, all my teammates, for the life that they've given me and the great time that we've had up to this very day and and everybody out there who makes this possible. So thank you for the uh, opportunity to do this. Absolutely. That's all I got, Marcus. I'm out. I'm out.